You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts, I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined alongside with my co-host, uh, Clint Richardson. How are you doing today, Clint? Or Eagle Chandler, you got a broom out? I certainly do. Uh, we needed it after this weekend, sweeping up Cincinnati. Yeah, it's always always good to get a couple of wins, and, and you know, <clears throat> Cincinnati came into Auburn with not the best record, but it didn't really, they didn't play to that record. I thought this was a rather talented Cincinnati team. And it was, you know, Auburn had a really good weekend and was able to just come away with three wins. Very, very happy with how the Tigers performed. Yeah, I mean, right now I think after the after our weekend, they said it. Cincinnati sits at one and nine, but I mean, yes, their record sucks. <laughs> their record is not good at all. But I really don't think they're that bad of a team. Um, I mean, they may be. I, I certainly don't think they're a good team, but I just don't think they're that that bad of a team. No, no, not at all. And, you know, they started this – they haven't played a home game yet. Uh, I think they've got eight straight home games following this weekend. They've played the lights of Florida Atlantic, which isn't a gimme team in college baseball, and Houston Baptist kind of in that same boat. So – They've had a really rough non-conference schedule, and most of their losses coming into this weekend were all mostly just one-run games. So they were very close. You could tell that they were just missing a couple of things, and they could get a couple of things turned their way. They could rattle off a couple of good wins. Yeah, uh, I totally could see see them making a run later on in the year, but – Let's move on to, to Friday's game. And, um, well, I guess all I can say is uh, Tanner Burns. And let's move on to Saturday. Uh, <laughs> you can't. Nope, you can't do that. You can't uh, do that. That's not, is, that, is that not how this works? <clears throat> no, no, no. I, I wish. It'd make it really short and quick. But we actually have to talk about Tanner's amazing outing. Yes. I mean – Auburn won. Auburn won the ball game five to nothing, but Tanner Burns was the story of the night, and his just masterful. Um, it looked like art out there, um, the way he was carving carving those hitters up, and his uh, his stat line: nine innings pitched, pitched a complete game of two hit baseball with no walks and 15 strikeouts, and 15 strikeouts ties the single-game record um, from any Auburn pitcher with four or five other Auburn pitchers. But um, no doubt it is a incredible accomplishment for, uh, for Tanner Burns. Absolutely. And, um, <laughs> you know, like you said, Tanner tied. I think he became the sixth Auburn pitcher to, to do – just this to to strike out 15 on the night and his 15th K was actually the final batter of the game, which 
you know, I know that you guys in the stands were really hoping he would have gotten that last strikeout. Um, Tanner was just unbelievable. He finished the night with 104 pitches and was just able to locate the ball the entire game exactly where he wanted. And I mean, this, the names that come up in the Auburn history book with 15 strikeouts include Tim Hudson and Casey Mize. And, you know, we, we have really been spoiled the last couple of years with top pitching with Keegan Thompson, Casey Mize, and now Tanner Burns. And what a joy it is to just sit back and enjoy a Friday night and watch the best pitchers go at it and, and wearing our Auburn colors. I mean, it, it's so much fun to watch these guys work. Yeah, definitely. And um, I know post game, uh, I was talking to Judd Ward, who made, I think, the first out, or, uh, no, he made the second out um, there in the ninth inning. And uh, it was just a regular fly ball to left. And we were joking around, Judd, why didn't you drop it? I mean, make an error, give Tanner the chance at 16 strikeouts. Come on, man. <laughs> like, come on, take one for the team. Or take one for Tanner, I guess you could say. But um, it's just a masterful, masterful night from Tanner Burns. And uh, from the plate, um, hitting-wise, uh, Edward Julian, Rankin Woley, Ryan Bliss, and Stephen Williams all had all had two hits. Um and Steven had a um, a nice, nice home run to right field uh, into the uh, opposing bullpen. It was it didn't look like it was going off of the bat, and then it just kept flying and flying, and eventually it soared into the bullpen. But a uh, great, great hit by Stephen Williams. Yeah, and Auburn's bats, you know, didn't come entirely alive. Auburn did get 10 hits on the night and scored five, unfortunately left eight guys on base. But I think another interesting storyline is that um, Auburn is still playing with the lineup. Um, Connor Davins, who has played in the DH position much of the last two years, um, they've been switching them out and Everett Lau get the start at the DH position. And uh, they ended up putting Connor in later in the game, but you know, you'll see that, kind of be a trend the rest of the weekend. And I think that'll continue through the, the midweek games this week. Yeah. Um, I would, I would expect uh, the DH position to be rotated around. Like you said, let's move on to uh Saturday's game and what another masterful pitching outing um, this time from a guy that has stepped up this year but hasn't made the step that we saw on Saturday, Jack Owen. What, I mean, it was his career best outing um, with going seven innings of three hit baseball and 10 strikeouts. Um, I mean, that's, I I saw a stat from Jeff Shearer. um, That was 16 innings pitch of five hit baseball and 25 strikeouts from Auburn pitcher. That is, that's not bad. Not bad at all. It's it's not bad. It's pretty dang good. And I don't think Jack has given up a run this season. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, he has not. Uh, I mean, 
gosh, what a what a jump from this freshman season last year where, you know, he I think he had a strong hold on the midweek games, but it was still kind of iffy. And especially with Auburn's track record in midweek games over the past couple of years. Um, but Jack has just come out and played, and it's been so nice to see that emergence of the number two pitcher while Davis Daniel is still injured for the time being. <clears throat> and to just do what he's done, 10 strikeouts like you mentioned, and you know, just just doing such a good job of letting his defense take care of it. He had, you know, seven force outs and or seven fly outs and four ground outs. You know, he's not going to be the biggest strikeout pitcher, even though we had 10 on the night. Um, 88 pitches through seven innings. He's taking care of his arm. He's being pretty efficient. And, you know, if you can go Friday with Tanner, Saturday with Jack, and still have pretty much the entire bullpen. Cody Greenhill came in late in the game, got the save, and – still was pretty fresh only through 27 pitches in two innings so you know the the way those two games have played out this past weekend and, and had the potential to play out through much of the rest of the season is is just a really good sign for Auburn's bullpen when it's been a week much you know last year was partly a weakness and the year before it was definitely a weakness yeah and just looking uh Jack Owen's bio up um his freshman year, and I, like I don't, this is unfathomable to me. Um, like you said, he he didn't look the best. He had a five point nine seven ERA, n- nearly a, a six runs every nine innings ERA, and he's come out this year and just been lights out. Um, another uh, pretty cool fact that I just saw, um, I didn't realize it, but. Uh, he played at J. Sarah Catholic High School in San Juan, California. And um, J. Sarah, J. Sarah Catholic High School um, was on the plains last week uh, visiting Auburn. Uh, they had gone and they played – I know they played up at uh, Hoover High School um, three or four games at the Hoover Met. And on the one of their off days, they came down here to Auburn and uh, visited uh, Auburn's baseball facilities. So who knows? Maybe that is what sparked uh, Jack Owen and his incredible outing. Are, are you sure it's not his amazing mustache? That may also be what sparked it as well. Because it's mustache thing, march. That thing is incredible. I mean, <laughs> it's the it's one of the most amazing pencil mustaches I have ever seen. We've seen our fair share of pencil mustaches in Auburn baseball recently. If he keeps pitching like this, I am all for keeping the pencil mustache. <laughs> and for J. Sarah Catholic High School to come down and visit the Plains whenever they want. So, <laughs> that works for me. Um, but just what incredible outing um, from Jack <laughs> Owen um, on Saturday. And then Cody Greenhill came in to finish the finish the game out. Um, pitched two innings of no-hit baseball and had a single strikeout himself. Um, just an incredible, incredible outing from Auburn pitchers on the uh, on the first two days. Yeah, and, and the bats were amazing uh, in game one Saturday as well. Um, <clears throat> Auburn got 11 hits, but everybody in the lineup, minus catcher 
uh, Matt Scheffler had a hit on the day and your boy, Steven Williams led everybody with three and then, uh, Rankin, uh, Woley right behind him had two hits. Yep. Um, solid day all around for the team, um, hitting and pitching wise. We'll go ahead and move on to the third game of the series. They actually moved it up to, uh, to Saturday due to, uh, potential and unfortunately became storms on Sunday. Um, We'll address that in just a minute. Saturday afternoon, uh, the game that started around five, um, game two of the day, Auburn won nine to five, and the pitching kind of slowed down at first. Um, Carson Skipper got the start, freshman out of Hewitt Trustville High School, and he went three innings, uh, giving up four runs, three earned runs, and didn't look didn't look the greatest, but also didn't look the worst. Um, and then Elliot Anderson came in and just shut down, um, pit through a four and a third innings of one run baseball. And I mean, the two names that you keep hearing on our podcast this year are Jack Owen and Elliot Anderson. And there's a reason for that. These two guys didn't have the best season last year, and they continue to come out and just shine. And, you know, kudos to these guys for working so hard over the offseason, but also kudos to the coaching staff for putting them in the right position. And, you know, when you see these guys jump that far, it just personally, it makes me really excited to see what the current young guys can do going forward you mentioned Carson Skipper not having the best couple of outings so far um you know he's got a 4.5 ERA on the season so far um it's you know that's not really what you want to see uh especially out of a starting pitcher but if he can follow that same trajectory next season I mean that's going to be a lot of fun to watch yeah for sure I mean along with guys like Bailey Horn, Richard Fitz, um, Garrett Wade, all these all these freshman names that I'm mentioning, if just two or three of them can con- continue to follow the path that Elliot Anderson and Jack Owen have done, um, Auburn is in for good pitching for a very long time, and that's very encouraging to see. Um, but from the plate uh, – the same two names um, keep coming up. Stephen Williams and Rankin Woley both had multi-hit games, and that makes all three games uh, this past weekend, um, Stephen Williams had multi-hit games. And I think it was last episode or our first episode, we talked about Stephen Williams having kind of a slow, a slow start. Um, I think he was hitting around 180 or 190 um, after the first weekend or two. But, Buddy, has he caught on um, and gotten hot as of recent? Do you know what his batting average is currently? I think – I remember on Sunday I looked up at the board and I was with his mom standing there and I was like, holy cow, he's hitting 364 now? I don't know. Is that what it is? Uh, The – the stat that I have is he's currently at 317, but still, what a turnaround, you know, to begin the season and just not seeing the ball well, not having the best plate discipline. You could really see Steven 
aiming towards a, a sophomore slump. But just this weekend alone, you know, again, not against the best talent in the world. I think he faced better talent in Orlando for sure. Um, UCF is probably going to win the American and, and blow out Cincinnati if they face each other. Um, but Steven, just to, to get that confidence at the plate goes so far. You see it the opposite way right now as Will Holland has really struggled at the plate and it's starting to affect his fielding. And, um, you know, hopefully now that Steven's gotten on a roll, Will will follow right behind. Yeah, hopefully. And um, before we get too far off on a tangent, um, let's talk about the upcoming week for Auburn baseball. As as we have five home games um, for the Auburn Tigers. So if you haven't gotten a chance to get out to Plainsman Park yet, um, this week is an incredible opportunity for you to get out and see our Auburn Tigers play on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or um, all five days. Tuesday and Wednesday, we welcome in Tennessee Martin um, into the Plains, and they sit at four and six on the season, um, and that should be a fun, uh, fun midweek game. Yeah, and you know, UT Martin always kind of has the the moniker of being like Auburn's little brother uniform wise especially football they you know they look the part of Auburn on the football field they've changed a little bit since you know last time Auburn faced them um but they they seem to have kind of an old school look still with their baseball uniforms and and stick you know <clears throat> from a distance you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference between Auburn and UT Martin but you know they're they've had a pretty rough schedule so far they they went one and two against South Dakota State and defeated UNA, North Alabama, two two games to one, fell twelve to six in a midweek game at Ole Miss, and avoided getting swept this weekend at Kennesaw State. So again, this is another team that hasn't played a home game and they come into Auburn and they still don't play a home game until March 15th. So you really got to feel for these kind of teams that are just road warriors to begin the season. And honestly, I think that takes a toll on a team, as we saw with Cincinnati and, and you know, UT Martin, I would fully expect to see the same. Yeah, but um, it'll be no doubt welcoming them, be fun welcoming them into the Plains on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, I think Auburn expects um, – and I mean, it's amazing. Alabama weather. Uh, just the pa- this past weekend, we saw 70, 80 degree weather. And then um, Tuesday and Wednesday, I think it's supposed to get down near the fr- uh, 32 degree freezing range. I mean, as we're recording this Monday night, you should probably be seeing flurries outside your window, Chandler. Yeah. Um, I-, I know they said earlier tonight they were seeing some flurries in Auburn. I, I don't. I haven't seen any, but I haven't really been been paying too much attention. Amazing what Alabama weather can do. Um, and I guess this is a good transition into um, what happened on Sunday. Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, um, tornadoes made their way through southern Lee County and um, 
about far far enough away from the Auburn University and Auburn Opelika areas. Yes, uh, that to be be sure to clarify. But it was about five to ten miles south of I eighty five um, and exit fifty eight to exit sixty two. Um, if you're familiar with the Auburn area, and the uh, hit the city of uh, Beauregard or Beauregard, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. <laughs> Beauregard. Um, Beauregard. I know, uh, Clint, your fiance Autumn, uh, did her internship there. Um, she did. So it, it's a area that holds a special place in her heart, and it's a it's a very very rural area, and not you know it's kind of a poor area, and you know the poor folks over there had two tornadoes cross over the same path, one of which has been confirmed nearly a mile wide wedge tornado and rated at an EF4. So if you're listening to this and you want to help, the E2C network has um, decided to share um, a specific GoFundMe. You can find it on our social media accounts. There are many opportunities in the area to share um, to find where to donate money, supplies, or anything. The, the Lee County um, uh, Community Center, I believe is the name of it, actually posted on Facebook this afternoon that they were full of supplies. And the, um, the local blood drives were actually full. They had almost a two and a half hour wait at a certain point, you know, Monday afternoon. So very rough time in the Auburn area, but the local community is very tight knit and has already shown a lot of support, but still a very sad day when you lose any life to weather, but to lose 23 in one county, which is more than the entire United States lost all of 2018. It's just a really sad afternoon. Yeah. Uh, 10 lives lost to all of 2018. And then we have 23 lost in, uh, a little one one to two mile uh, square mile area in under an hour. It's just yeah. truly mm-hmm. hor- horrendous and tragic. And the sad part is, um, the last I heard, there's still over still over ten people missing. Um, so uh, you you just pray that 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 the death count doesn't rise. Um, but just for sure, have these. Have these folks and uh, the community of uh, I can't get the right Beauregard, Beauregard, Smith Station, and the Southern Lee County area. Be sure to have those communities in your prayers and thoughts. Um, as Clint said, there's many outlets and ways to support. Um, if you are looking, uh, just go look at E2C's uh, Twitter or Facebook page. Um, as well as pretty much anywhere on the internet, if you Google Alabama Tornado Help, um, there are multiple, multiple outlets and ways to help, and it's for sure needed. Continuing with baseball, let's preview uh, the weekend series upcoming for Auburn baseball versus University of Texas San Antonio, coming into the Plains at uh, a, sitting at a seven and five record, and um they've got they've kind of had an up and down season so far but the one notable win i do see on their schedule is a win over the texas longhorns who just came off a a series sweep of lsu which is incredible if 
uh, for anybody that follows the baseball world closely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, UTSA has shown some, some firepower. Like you said, they are seven and five on the season. They, they went one and two against McNeese State at home, defeated Texas A&M Corpus Christi in a midweek series, won three to one against Dartmouth in a four game series. Defeated Pets is like you said, ten to seven in Austin. That's hard to do. And then um, just recently came off of a of a Sunday win against Bradley to avoid being swept. They will face Texas State on Tuesday before coming to Auburn, and that will be their first time exiting the state of Texas this season. The, we welcome the Roadrunners to Plainsman Park this weekend. Uh, Clint, will you be making the trip up for this series? Uh, I will probably be making the trip to Auburn. I'm not entirely sure if I'll be able to swing by the the ballpark. I got gotcha. you. Hopefully, I get a chance to see you. Um, I know. Um, <laughs> I know you miss me. Yes, uh, but more importantly, I miss Dad. Uh, ha- <laughs> <laughs> That ten year hiatus, and I don't want it to be ten years. I'm gonna, I'm, de- I'm gonna definitely miss you. Let's go ahead and get to our E2C uh, or Hitchcock Heckler Players of the Week. I'll go ahead and I'll give you the first choice on this one, Clint, because I really think, I really think there's only two guys possible. But I'll give you the first shot. Yeah, you you stole my guy last week, and I, I want to be able to steal your guy, and it's a, such an easy pick, but. If you don't pick him first, you're making a mistake, and that's Tanner Burns. How can you, you know, go against hitting the record books with 15 strikeouts, tying five other Auburn pitching greats, including legends like Tim Hudson and Casey Mize, and to to just go out there and and pitch a masterpiece and and keep, you know, to keep the bullpen intact. You know, that's that goes a long ways beyond just winning a game for Auburn and so kudos to Tanner and, and congrats on a fantastic weekend. Yeah and a quick note is uh Tanner Burns was also named SEC pitcher of the week um this week. <laughs> Deservedly so. Yes for his masterful performance. But um my my guy um will be the other guy, the other pitcher that we have talked about in um Jack Owen and uh it's just incredible uh, the turnaround he's had um, in his sophomore year from his freshman year. Um, as I've already said, 5.97 ERA freshman year and hasn't allowed an earned run so far this year. And he went seven innings on Saturday of three-hit baseball and had a career-high 10 strikeouts. So just not enough good things can be said about Jack. Um, honorable mention will be Stephen Williams um, having – three multi-hit games but i mean you got to give the nod to jack owen um in this case absolutely but uh let's wrap it on up telling the people how they can connect with us clint uh you can go ahead and go first you can follow me on twitter at clint au24 and you can check out my website the auburn uniform database at auburnuniforms.com and you can connect with me on twitter at c fullman 30 so until next time war eagle war eagle
Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?